So this is officially the first episode of the podcast, and the reason I created this podcast is to have a space for me to articulate my thoughts, the things that affect me directly, the things that affect me indirectly, things that frustrate me, things that I just need to get off my chest. And I'm hoping that this space can continue being positive, healthy, and a place where I can grow, a place where I can learn, a place where I can teach myself and learn from myself and learn from the history that I leave. And if I can help anyone in any way, shape, or form, it's cool, that's awesome. If not, also cool, also awesome, because I'm helping myself first and foremost. And something that's been on my mind is, so yesterday I asked a few people in regards to sexual assault. What is that? What does that mean? What does it mean to you? What is prevention? How do you handle someone telling you that they've been sexually assaulted? And I got a lot of feedback. I was able to kind of establish some type of baseline where people's understanding is, and that varies. Everyone has, everyone is in a different place. But what really caught my attention was People asking me, how do we deal with this in the Muslim community? How do we deal with sexual assault in the Muslim community? And that itself is such a disappointment. Such a disappointment because the fact that we have to... The fact that we have to say, how do we deal with this in the Muslim community, as if the Muslim community is exclusive from these things happening. And I believe that that has been the case. I believe people have made that to be what it is. People have made a perpetrator and a Muslim mutually exclusive. If you're one, you can't be the other. If you're a Muslim, you can't be a perpetrator. If you're a perpetrator, you can't be a Muslim. And that does not make any type of sense because these things happen in every single community. They happen in the Sudanese community. They happen in the Filipino community. They happen in the Spanish community. They happen in the Somali community. Every single community, the LGBTQ community, the disabled community, the trans community, every single community that exists, it happens to. Because these things happen to people from people. And as a person, that comes first before any other title. If you're a person, that comes first before any other title. doesn't matter if you're a Muslim. It doesn't matter if you're disabled. It doesn't matter if you're black. It doesn't matter if you're If you're a person who does these things, you're a person who does these things. And I feel like we as a Muslim community have gone backward in making these two things mutually exclusive. You can't be a perpetrator if you're a Muslim. You can't be a Muslim if you're a perpetrator. And I don't know how we can help victims of abuse as long, like, as we have this, as we have this belief rampant, as we have this belief implemented in our communities. How can we How can we ever even think about fostering a healthy, bountiful community? How do we protect our kids when we blame them? 
because I'm not, I'm not saying you're blaming your own kids, but as long as you're blaming a kid, you're blaming our kids. If you're able to say, oh, that kid was asking for it. What was she doing without being covered up? What was she doing there? What was she doing at his house? What was she doing in the masjid alone with him reciting the Quran? What was she doing? What was he doing? As long as we are able to blame a child, we're blaming our children. As long as we're able to blame a woman, we're blaming our women. As long as we're able to blame a man, we're blaming our man. Like this, like we are a community. We're an ummah. We're together. So if you're blaming somebody else, you're blaming yourself and you're blaming people that are in your household, your children, your sisters, your brothers, your fathers, your mothers, your nieces and nephews and everyone. We're all in this together. And I don't understand how we can continue in this day and age, continue blaming anybody but the person who perpetrated the crime. I don't understand because blame can only be placed on one person in these situations. And if we're taking out all the blame from the perpetrator and placing it on the victim, what are we saying? What are the messages we're sending? What are we saying to these kids as they grow up? Not only are we saying that it's okay that this happened to you, we're saying this is okay if you want to go grow up, if you want to We're also saying it's okay if you grow up and want to do these things. Because as a child, this is all you've been taught. You stay silent, you don't say anything, you don't do anything, and you can grow up and do these things. And I don't understand. I don't know where we can go from this. These are just my frustrations, and I don't know... I don't know what I want out of this except voicing my frustration. But we need to have dialogue in our community. We need to be able to talk about these things. We need to be able to normalize these conversations and talk about them. And we have households that we joke in. We, 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 we joke about rape. We joke about sexual assault. We joke about pedophilia. We joke about child molestation. We joke about these things. And what that does is that continues the cycle of taking these things too lightly and not now that they are serious conversations that need to happen. We need to have an entire shift of focus and place the blame on the perpetrator. And what we need to do is we need to treat these crimes as crimes. And not everywhere the law is implemented properly. Not everywhere the laws are victim-friendly, especially when it comes to sexual assault. And I know I'm saying a lot and not much at the same time because it's not easy for us to speak out in our communities, but that's the problem. Why not? Why not? Why isn't it easy for us to be able to speak out against a crime? Why do we have to hold back and be afraid of an entire community going against us because we've spoken out against a crime? And this has nothing to do with Islam. This has nothing to do with Islam. What it has to do is with the Muslims, with the people who uphold these beliefs, who uphold these perverted, distorted beliefs. Why are they the ones that have the loudest voices? 
Why have they silenced the voices of everyone else? Why are the voices of the victims silenced and they're not given a chance or an opportunity to speak? And if you, if you go out and say something, you're shamed, you're ostracized, you're crazy, you're possessed by a jinn, you're off your meds, you're loose. And I don't know, I don't know how we can move forward from that. I don't know how we, I don't know what we can do. Because the first step is to acknowledge that there's a problem and we can't even admit that there's a problem in our community. We're so much in denial because all we can focus on is this does not happen in our community. Doesn't happen in our homes. Doesn't happen to us. And statistics don't always paint a pretty picture. They're not always the most accurate, but they give us some type of representation. And with sexual assault, it's one of the most underreported crimes. And these are in places where they're able to gather statistics. So imagine else, elsewhere. Imagine other places in the world where they're not able to gather statistics on this epidemic that happens everywhere in every single community. I feel like we are so afraid of people and not afraid of Allah that we would rather keep up the appearances, you know, not, not, not shake up the community. Oh, if, if so-and-so has done this, we don't want to say anything. We don't want to shake up the community. We're a tight-knit community. We got to stick together. And it doesn't make any, it does not make any sense to me. And it's asking for a lot. But what we can do is we can do just simply believe when someone says something to us. Something as simple as I believe you will go a long way. And even if you don't know where to go from there, what else to do with that, all you can do is just, hey, I believe you. I'm a safe person to talk to. Thank you for talking to me. I'm sorry this happened to you. I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. Like, as, as long as we continuously let victims know that we believe them and then they're not crazy, then that's a great start. That's somewhere. This has been my frustration. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you want to continue this conversation, Awesome. Send me some messages. Send me some responses. Send me some feedback. I would love that. Probably sound really annoying for 11 minutes, but hey, this is something important. All right. I don't know how to end this. Let's talk about this. Let's create a dialogue and talk about this. Okay, bye.